0: Welcome to another exciting podcast from Living Faith Church. It's our hope and prayer that today's message will bring you closer and deeper to the heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now here is our lead pastor, Pastor Dean Hackett. With the absolute determination and refusing to give up, Wilma was walking by age 9, with an orthopedic shoe on the left foot. By age 12, she was walking normally, and even though she had suffered more illness, including the scarlet fever, and further battles with polio, at age 13, she decided to follow her older sister and become a basketball player. Ed Temple was the track coach at Tennessee State University. He saw Wilma playing basketball when she was a sophomore in high school, and he recruited her for the college track team summer club. Wilma trained with the college girls her junior and senior year in high school. At 16 years of age, she was selected to be a sprinter at the 1956 Olympic team in Melbourne, Australia. She won a bronze medal in the 4 by one hundred women's relay. But the next Olympic game, 1960 in Rome, Italy, she had become a running phenom. She won a gold medal at the 1959 Pan Am game, running the 4x100. That same year she won first place in the 100 AAU track and field meet, and she defended her title four consecutive years as the champion sprinter in the 100. It was in Rome, though, when she gained Stardom is never before. She set a world record in the 100-meter semifinal running 11.3 seconds. And you saw in the video she broke her own record in the 100-meter finals running 11 flat. But unfortunately, they did not set that in the record book because they considered it wind-aided, as you saw the, the wind uh, direction she set a world record in the 200 meter semifinal running 23.2 and she won gold in the finals. And she won a gold medal in the woman's 4x100 again setting a new world record and becoming the first woman to win the gold medal three times in the Olympic Games. You win or lose by the way you choose. She chose to not accept the prophecy of the doctor. She chose to not accept her physical limitations. Jean Paul Dioria didn't look very promising in his childhood. In fact, one of his teachers declared he would never succeed at anything. He's the second son of an immigrant family. His father was Italian. His mother was Greek. He grew up in the Echo Park neighborhood of L.A. His parents divorced when he was two years old. At nine, he began selling Christmas cards and newspapers with his older brother to support his family. When his single mother could no longer provide for both children, they were sent to the East Los Angeles foster's home. Deoria spent much of his youth in a street gang in East LA, but his teacher's comments motivated him to make the choice to become successful. After graduating high school in 1962, he served in the U.S. Navy. Following his naval service, he held various odd jobs, including janitor, encyclopedia salesman, gas station attendant, and an insurance salesman. And then eventually he went into the Hair care business. He secured a seven hundred dollar loan in nineteen eighty, and joined with another man, Paul Mitchell, to establish the Paul Mitchell Systems. The company now has an annual revenue that exceeds nine hundred million. That seven hundred dollar loan turned into. 900 million a year. His personal worth is approximately four billion dollars. Not bad for a guy who would never succeed in anything, huh? You win or lose by the way you choose. And today we're starting a new series I want to do over the next eight Sunday mornings. Eight choices that will revolutionize your life. The first one we're going to look at today. We're going to turn with me in your holy scriptures, would you, to the gospel of Luke chapter 16. This is a parable that Jesus gave, only it's not a parable. Would you turn to your neighbors and tell them that? This is not a parable. Well, how do we know that? Because Jesus gives actual names. Parables is when you take something from the culture and you use it to illustrate. Jesus here gives actual names. So it's not a parable. It's a true story that Jesus gives And let me tell you what this story is not. It's not a story about how evil wealthy people are. It's not a story about how the poor have a better chance of getting to heaven than the rich. It is a story about the difference your choices make. Beginning in... Luke chapter 16 at verse 19. Are you there with me? Luke chapter 16 verse 19. There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died and carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And being in torment in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger into water and cool my tongue for I'm tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son... Remember that in your lifetime you received your goods, but Lazarus, evil things, but now he's comforted and you're tormented? Besides all this, between us and you, there's a great gulf fixed so so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. Then he said, I beg you, therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they'll repent. But he said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, Neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. You win or lose by the way you choose. And the most important choice you're ever going to make in your life is regarding eternity. The most important decision you're going to make in your life is regarding eternity. See, the first thing we see in this story Jesus gave us is you will live eternally. When you die physically, that is not the end of your life. That is only the end of your life in this physical world. You have a soul and a spirit, and they live eternally you are an eternal being you are not a cellular mass on the way to the fertilizer pile you are a human being made in the image of God as God is eternal you are eternal you will live eternally it's important to know that Here's the second thing that we learn from this story by Jesus. And that is that heaven and hell are real places. Heaven and hell are real places. This is the Lord Jesus Christ, God Almighty, speaking here. In, In my Bible, it's in red. Is it in red in your Bible? The words of Jesus. How many think with him being God, he might, know what he's talking about. There's just that chance he might know. And he's telling us heaven and hell are real places and they're eternal. You will spend eternity in heaven in the presence of almighty God, or you will spend eternity in hell with Lucifer and all the angels and the demons away from God. And here's the other thing. You choose where you go. I hear people say, well, God wouldn't send me to hell. God doesn't send anybody to heaven or hell. You choose heaven or hell. It's your choice. And it's based on what you choose here. Choosing what you will do with eternity is the most important decision you will ever make in your life. And you choose before you die. Because once you die, it's too late. It's like the thief on the cross. There were two of them, remember? One just mocked Jesus and railed at Jesus... And said, if you were really who you were, you would get us down from here. The other one, he said, what are you thinking? We're getting what we deserve. This man is not deserving of what he's getting. That's because Jesus was taking your sin and my sin and nailing it to the cross so that we would not have to carry it eternally. Come on, amen? Amen. He was dying in our place. The wages of sin is death. And Jesus was dying in our place. But the gift of God is eternal life. And so that thief said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He was making the choice there. It was a last minute decision. But he was making the choice there where he would spend eternity. And Jesus said, this day you'll be with me in paradise. Him? Sorry about that guy. You chose hell you're choosing heaven. Come on. They were making a choice. They were making a decision. And scripture gives us three really important facts about this decision. This is so important that you understand this. The first is found in the book of Joshua chapter 24. Israel has entered the promised land. They've spent the years defeating their enemies and taking possession of the land that God promised them. The 12 tribes have been divided, their their land that they're receiving. Joshua has led them through this whole time and now Joshua was about to go to his eternal reward. And he's called the nation together. He's reminded them of what God has done for them. And then he's reminding them, now you have to make a decision. Are you going to continue living life by your own wits, by your own will? Are you going to continue to live life the way you want to live it and stubbornly resist God? Or are you going to choose the living God today and will you serve him humbly and with all your heart in truth? And then he says this. Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. See, you got to make a decision. And you're going to make that decision today. You'll make that decision today. See, what would keep you... From choosing to receive Jesus Christ into your heart and life and make him the Lord of your life and serve him for the rest of your life and make heaven your home. What would keep you from doing that today? Some would say, well, oh, I know i got to make that decision, but I don't want to do it today. I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to make the decision later. You're making the choice. Amen. By delaying it, you're making the choice Today, I'll continue in my rebellion against God. I'll think about it later. See, you're making the choice. Choose you this day whom you will serve. And you will choose. By defaulting, you're making the choice. And here's the sad part. You have no idea when your day to step into eternity is. You just don't know. You're not given that. God doesn't tell you ahead of time. You get to live to April twenty second, 2016. God didn't give you that. You live every day, one day at a time. Come on, amen? amen? That's why I said, don't worry about tomorrow. Today's got sufficient junk of its own. Don't worry about tomorrow, just live today. Because we have no promise for tomorrow. You have no promise for tomorrow. So choose today what you will do with eternity. Yeah. Here's the second thing. It's found in the book, in 1 in, uh, Kings chapter 18, verses 20 to 24. The prophet Elijah has called the nation of Israel together at Mount Carmel. Mount Carmel is a mountain that overlooks Haifa in Israel. And he's gathered them there. And he's got all the prophets of Baal there. And he says, okay, we're going to discover today who is God. And you're going to have to make a decision. How long will you halt between two opinions? You see, Israel was trying to do like what some of you are trying to do. They got a foot in the kingdom of God and a foot in the world and they're straddling this picket fence. That's a really uncomfortable spot to be. Some of you do it this way. You don't quite put your foot... Over into the world, you just. I'll get it through one of those little slats right there. Oh, yeah, there we go. I'll enjoy as much of the world as I can and still go to heaven. Yes, you are. You know who you are. You're not really deciding. So you got your foot in both worlds. And you got to make a decision. How long will you halt between two opinions? There are some of you, you have been saying for months, you know what, I'm going to go to that church over there on the corner of Diagonal and Townsend, see what's going on. Because you know what, I just, something's tugging at your heart. And you've been delaying, you've been delaying, you're here. And God is saying to you, today is your day for decision time. Don't halt between two opinions, come on. Come on. Serve the living God. Serve the living God. Some of you, you've got stuff you're hanging on to and you're trying to decide. Is, is this good or is it bad? Is it you know which it is? Come on, you know. Stop wrestling with is right or wrong. Well, but Pastor Dean, you know, who has the right to tell me what's right and wrong? I can choose for myself. How's that working? <laughs> going good for you? By the way, I would like to just share something with you. You have a creator. He made you. He formed you in your mother's womb. He is almighty God. And because he is almighty God and because he is your creator, he has the right to establish 10 commandments, not 10 good ideas, not 10 suggestions, not 10 things that you might want to think about sometime. They are commandments. They are absolute right and wrong. God has said it. And he says to you, stop having your feet in both worlds and choose to live right. Choose to live holy. Choose to live a godly life. Choose to have my son in your life and choose to live for heaven and stop trying to live like the devil. Oh, Pastor Dean, you just really got hard right there. No, I didn't. I'm trying to rescue you from certain destruction. See, dear ones, you have no promise about tomorrow. Today's your day of decision. And you've got to choose. You can't stand there between two opinions. When you stand before Almighty God, He's not going to go, you know, I know. You were struggling. I understand, child. Come on, I'm going to give you heaven. No. No. You make that decision now. It's a decision. Here's here's the third point about this. Okay? When you've made a bad choice, choose to not stay there and live in it. Peter made this declaration to Jesus. Lord, others may forsake you. I'll never forsake you, man. I'll even die for you. Few hours later, he's denying him. Denied him three times. He denied him. I don't know that man. No, oh! he even he even cursed and then said, "I don't know him." Jesus, after that, encountered him. Pete, do you love me? He was afraid to answer. Finally, says, "Lord, yeah, I." I I love you. Pete. Pete. Come on. Do you love me? I love you, Lord. Pete. Pete. Come on. Come on. Look at me. Do you love me, Peter? Lord. You know I love you. But I am such a failure. I've messed it up so bad. You know what Jesus was doing? Jesus was saying... Yeah, you've messed up, but you don't have to stay there. You can make the choice to get up out of that bad decision and get where you're supposed to be. Maybe you've made some bad decisions. You've made some bad choices. Don't live in it. Get up, get out of that mess, and walk with Jesus and love Jesus with all your heart. Today's your choice. Today's your day to choose. You get to make that choice today. That is the wonderful thing about Almighty God. His mercies are new every morning. His grace is here for you right now. You can choose to not stay in that mess. is that awesome? This is your day. Would you stand with me? We are so blessed that you join us online today.